Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time now is 14 minutes after 10 and you are tuned in to Late Night Conversations. My name is Patricia Anduli. So we are currently talking environment and social issues, how weed or cannabis farming um, could potentially have negative effects on our planet. This is according to a study that came out um, earlier this month by uh, the Dutch Passion um, Cannabis Farming. And it was an article written by Mari Aurora. And we want to investigate it. So what we have done is that we have invited Russ Stephen Tapelo Kuno, who's a part of the Marijuana Board of South Africa, Gauteng Province. He is the secretary there. Also, Strategic Communication of Cannabis Development Council of Gauteng Province. Thank you very much for joining us, Raz Stephen. How are you doing this evening? Yes, greetings, greetings. Uh, it's nice to hear your voice once again in this COVID time. Well, uh, we are excited to be speaking to you. Firstly, in South Africa, we are aware that medical cannabis is already um, being produced. But what is the scale of this particular farming of medical cannabis? Wow. Um, currently, the scale is still low uh, based on the fact that uh, South Africa has given few licenses for cannabis and of which majority of them are foreign-owned. And they also had a lot of research permits that we have participated and helped uh, farmers, just such as the Hitler Farms and your uh, Great Garden that has recently provided the, the researchers of South Africa with hemp, uh, with cannabis. Those are the projects that we are currently doing in the country. Now, I'm a bit concerned. You've just mentioned that most of these licenses that produce or farm cannabis are foreign-owned. Why is this? Is it because in South Africa we lack the knowledge or we lack the land or we lack the funding? Russ Stephen, it seems your line is not good. I'm uh, going to ask you to please just uh, move around. While you do that, let me remind our A-teamers that we are speaking about um, the mass production. There's a, the, there is a study that came out, um, like I said initially, uh, from a Dutch Passion. And uh, that study cites the fact that weed farming or cannabis farming could destroy the planet. And we are speaking to Russ Stephen Tapelokono, who's uh, the secretary of the Marijuana Board of South Africa, Gauteng province, and he's also the Strategic Communications of Cannabis uh, Development Council of Gauteng province. So make sure that you are interacting with us. Let us know perhaps um, if you feel the study is correct or not. But also, we'd like to know what is, um, you know, your feeling as a South African about the mass production or farming of cannabis. So even on Twitter, we put out a poll asking you, should we be encouraging mass farming of cannabis? Whether it's for medical reasons, recreational reasons, whatever it is, please do let us know. Go to the poll at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. Dooley. If you are going to be commenting, use hashtag SAFMLNC. Alternatively, come on to our our uh, WhatsApp line, which is 0614104107, or you can go to SMS, which is 41391. SMSs are charged at 150. It seems we've got Russ Tapelo back on the line. Russ Stephen Tapelo. 
Uh, Russ, uh, I, I was asking, um, you were answering the, the, the question I've just asked you. Yes, I, w- I was saying the, the thing for is that you will be told that uh, investors are not there. But when you check, there are a lot of black diamonds in the country. You've got your likes of Mutsipe, your Rupert, your DPS, all those people, they have money. So you, you'll find it surprising when they say there are no funds in the country. It's a lie that the government has been using ever since time. If you read also on the hemp research, it was private companies that was actually raising funds to make research for the country to produce Lumina 1 and Lumina 2, which are the seeds that were produced in terms of hemp uh, production in this country. So why foreign nationals have the biggest chunk of these licenses as opposed to South Africans? It's a matter of compliance. They then the compliance and the SOPs and they grab the opportunity. We feel that our people are still bombarded here. They are bombarded with uh, police arrest. They are bombarded with the hawks. They are bombarded with all challenges that try to criminalize the plant. That the big pharmaceutical could close game and thrive. I mean, you can see how GSC listed companies are making money with cannabis, while traditional leaders, traditional dealers, Rastafarians are harassed daily. Uh, Russ, uh, your line is still really crackling. I, I wish you could be in a place that has a better connection. Um, I'm, I'm really going to ask uh, Ben to try again to make sure that you're on the right line. Um, please do remember, um, A-teamers, that we are talking uh, cannabis and uh, the production of cannabis or the farming of cannabis. And if you feel that we need to be farming cannabis on a larger scale, are you aware of uh, some of the, the impacts that it, it could potentially have on our environment? The number to dial is 0614104107 that is uh, for WhatsApps and you can also go to our Twitter page at uh, SFM Radio and uh, you can cast your vote there where we are asking you should we be encouraging the mass farming of cannabis. Right now as I'm looking at the poll on Twitter I see that uh, 62.5% are saying yes while 374 5% are saying no to the mass farming of cannabis. I'd like to hear from you, A-teamers. And if you are like me, if you are a person that has um, had a, an ailment cured by medical cannabis, please do let us know. Because I remember I've related my story that when I was much, much younger, when I was a child, I suffered from asthma. And uh, I was I was given um, cannabis or marijuana tea by my grandfather, who's now late, and that asthma was cured. So I know for a fact that for me, that was one of the things that helped me as a child, um, marijuana tea. And for, for medical purposes, I would say definitely, in my opinion, let us farm cannabis. But if it's going to have a, an adverse impact on our environment, then this is something that we need to look out for. Let me go to uh, some of uh, the uh, WhatsApps that we've received here coming from Russ Demer in Kemp Park. He says, big up Empress Patricia and the team for the great Bob Marley Psalm. We are in my royalty. We are in Rastafari. Peace and infinity well it was it was intentional that uh, uh dj benzito who's also the content producer of the show chose that bob marley um song i mean yes 
when it comes to cannabis, we are at war because there's, there's the one school of thought that says we should not be utilizing or allowing recreational cannabis to be made commercial in South Africa. And uh, there's the other school of thought that says we should be for health reasons and even sometimes for recreational reasons. But we are going to be speaking to Russ as soon as he gets on air again. And uh, from uh, Donald Mamboma in Rustenburg, he says, good evening, Patricia and all A-teamers in a country with high crime rate like South Africa to grow cannabis will be wrong and uh, turn it uh, will be misused before it reaches the final market. I don't know. I don't know. That's another school of thought. We've got Russ back on the line. Um, Russ, Stephen, is your line a bit better? I believe now is better. Yeah, stay there, please, please. We understand some of the challenges we are experiencing are network issues in our country. So, but stay on the line, please, because we want to get more knowledge. Now, in in terms of, um, you were mentioning the fact that when it is South Africans, and you said our people are 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 planting mass marijuana, they are always victimized. Um, it's either they they get into trouble with the law, or they are not aware of the 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 legal routes to getting uh, their cannabis uh, licensed. How can we overcome this? Your, your line your line is really, really killing us right now. We're going to try again, Raz. Yo, We're going to try. Sabotage. How is it now? Now it's better. Listen, if it's, it's sabotage, better. if it's sabotage, you should have said a prayer before this interview all right. all right so come with it yeah so i, I was simply saying which i lost that point now bring the question again so i was asking you how can we ensure that our people as you have put it don't get victimized or get into trouble or get the hawks and get their cannabis uh registered yes, yes, yes. legally and licensed yes. yes i was saying it is the South African government that turned this green economy into a black market. Then when it was a black market, they benefited billions and billions of friends, victimizing the users, calling them criminals. So it is the South African government that must pay back those people so that those people find themselves in advantageous position, like we did during the Kodesa. Those who were victimized by apartheid were given opportunity to create their own democratic laws so that they could change the, 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 the challenges that they are in. Now, I've got a message here on uh, WhatsApp from uh, Sake Joko in Chatsworth, Durban. And Sake says, I am from Ntlaza in Libode in the Amampondweni part of Eastern Cape. We have been farming weed for years on our own and now that there are talks about commercial farming of cannabis we are told the chinese must farm for us why yes you know why because these foreign companies want to introduce this high intensity lighting you see when you read the article that you that it was on on Euronews, it is all about this so-called high intensity light those lights, they are like your, the, the lights that you use at the stadium. Those lights, they have heat, they are hot. So because they are in, some of them in the northern spaces, it is ice, and they have less time for the sun. So their environment is cold. So for photo manipulation, they will need lights that are highly intense. 
So when they have such light intense, they use this indoor. So in South Africa, we have a different climate. We have high light intensity. South Africa has a good environment to plant cannabis because the way it is, we don't need what the Chinese they want to put. The infrastructure they want to put is too expensive as if we are dealing with a criminal plant. So the way they want to plant it, it is wrong. They just must come back and learn the African way of planting cannabis, which rejuvenates the environment, which rejuvenates also the minerals that are found in this world. Now, I'm going back to our A-teamers, and um, this is uh, from Luandle in Cape Town. Luandle says the study should not be entertained by any proudly South African media due to its Western perspective because it's not African perspective at all. They must use it at their areas. So it's a wrong study at why not ask the positives that can be brought by planting. So please, South African media must be positive about planting. Now, you know, Luandle, I hear what you're saying. Oh, you're saying Lunga. Okay, I'm not sure which is your name, Lunga or Luandle, but I hear what you're saying when you're saying we should not be entertaining such. However, this is what is brought to you know, studies such as these are brought to the forefront. And if we don't interrogate them, we can find ourselves as Africans, as the globe uh, all over, ending up to demonize or maybe stop utilizing or stop farming cannabis. But let, let me hear from you, Russ. Do you, do you feel that going through such studies is relevant? Yeah, the study is very much irrelevant for our country. First, let's look at the very basic things that you need when you want to plant cannabis. You need light. So I've said, I've alluded to you that South Africa has a lot of natural light to grow cannabis naturally. Two, for photosynthesis to take place, you need carbon dioxide. So we know that the plants produce carbon dioxide. So cannabis will draw the carbon dioxide that is within that environment. It will reduce the carbon footprint. Mm. Right? Yeah. And lastly is the nutrients. Yes. The way the Europeans are farming, they poison. They use pesticides. They use certain things to poison the, 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 the plant so that they get better, bigger yields. And those things are not even good for human consumption. So we know what they have done with other crops, and we know how dangerous they have been poisoning the, the food stuff with the so-called uh, uh, pest control. So in terms of that also, uh, our African uh, indigenous knowledge system teaches us that in which means when you plant your cannabis, you also create biodegradables that you can use to protect it against other pests. Now, you know, I, I mean, you mentioned earlier that licenses are given in South Africa to foreign-owned companies to uh, commercially plant cannabis, and then it's used for pharmaceutical companies that are commercialized. So that means that the power is taken away from the Africans who use African uh, and indigenous knowledge to plant cannabis, such as the one that you have mentioned. And this is a sad reality. How can we turn this around? Because the likes of Saike Joko, who says that they are from um, uh, in the Eastern Cape part of Amambondweni, uh, where they've been farming um, um, cannabis for years. But now that it's commercialized, they are seeing the fact that they are being told that the Chinese should be farming this. How do we address this? 
the the redress money is what I said earlier. We need a DAHA Truth and Reparation Commission, a commission that will look on matters such as uh, there was a murder of the Zulu warriors who were killed during Indian Tango. Those warriors, they were therefore arrested and taken to Koshimamburu of today, and they were hanged. And today, when we say we want to rebury them, uh, the the truth commission says they don't have funds to to rebury them. The hawks they don't have funds to rebury them. So it shows you that we need to have a commission, that will seek to correct all what the apartheid law has done to demonize this plant. Because if you have demonized a plant, anyone who is going to use it, uh, he can be attacked like people attack uh, 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 people that they don't believe, like they used to attack Amafango or Mabati, they are witches. So that witch hand has not stopped. Even today I could be raided, I could be attacked by the police in my house and be charged for delay. You know, when this came and clicks cannot be attacked, no no, 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 be dealt with harshly by the state organ. Now, Vuyo and Bluefontein says, Patricia, cannabis destroying the planet? How? I think the planet, the plant was criminalized so that the pharmaceuticals can prepare to take over. But now, Vuyo, we've heard that it's, 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 it's the methods that the, 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 the likes of the Europe's and others have been utilizing to farm uh, cannabis that is harmful because of the ut- usage of um, pesticides and the like, not the African way of planting it. So that's how they say it's going to um, harm the planet and the environment. But if we can go back to indigenous ways of planting, I'm sure, Raz, you'll agree that we will not have adverse um, effects on uh, the planet. Exactly. Uh, the more we go indigenous, the more we are going to recreate uh, our entire ecosystem. Remember, biodiversity is shrinking in South Africa. Whereas South Africa is one is like the third largest biodiversity country. So we have also what we call our own indigenous seeds as South Africa. And those seeds are the best strains in the world. I mean, if you could look at the seeds such as uh, Royal Queen seed, you'll find the, the super seed there that comes from South Africa, which is called the South African Satis. Those are the best seeds that we need to respect. But the third part is, I must buy them from UK. I must buy a seed that comes from South Africa, from UK, and plant it here in a country where they say, I cannot even deal with it. When to buy the seed is money. So it is true that the value chain of Africa has uh, is not African, and uh, we are producing for others to benefit, but we are consuming what others produce. Yes, it's very sad, ma'am. Uh, if you can check, they said the other research of the United Nations once said 25% of the total cannabis in the world comes from the southern Africa, which means ourselves, Lesotho, Swaziland, we are the biggest producer, you know. 
But when we need and seeds, we need to go and then we need buy to go them. <laughs> buy them there. And wow. when they come back, they come as products. Then they, you can buy them at clicks, the discount. And you cannot find it from your traditional leader, either or rasta. So what what is basically these studies are, are doing is to is to demonize the space that we are in because once some of the environmentalist specialists hear that cannabis has negative effects, they are going to jump onto that wagon before even going into details to say what is this thing. Look, ma'am, I was happy to be invited into a farm in Dubeport. That farm, when you enter it, ma'am, on top is glass, which means the sun that comes in there is natural light. So in that Dubeport setting, there is no way that you could say it is harming the environment because South Africa, it has more light, like we said before. But on, on that farm, actually, I've been to that farm. There's also another yes. greater story to it, the fact that it's not necessarily foreign-owned. Come again? That particular farm at Dubai yes. Trade Port is not foreign-owned. Yeah, I, I, I was informed that uh, a house of hemp is partially owned by, by South African majorities of chefs are South Africans, and some of them are foreigners. But that's the beautiful story because, you know, yes, majority of the trade goes out to foreign nationals in terms of licensing. But at least that particular one, it's majority South Africans, which is a plus for us. But it's one out of 14, maybe. So which makes it to be said, mm, mm. you know, the sad part about South Africa is that we want to tell beautiful stories, but it's always one within many. But when you look at the likes of Hinops, when you look at the likes of Dietler, what we are having here, those centers are, are beautiful centers. I mean, they deserve to have licenses, you know. And those are not the only centers that we have. Let's go to a voice note. Royal Rastafari, greetings. And Royal, I may say greetings to you, Patricia, and Rastafari. And I would like to make it short and sweet. Uh, it's LNG, liberation to the natural gifted. As a natural plant as it is, cannabis. So the study itself, it is totally wrong. And it should not be a study that can be entertained in Africa. As African people, we have seen what COVID-19 can be a challenge towards people. And yes, natural plants are vital to chase away all this badness and sluggishness, or should I say these challenges that we are facing. So I think we need to entertain more positives about the plant itself than negatives. Oh, goodness is Patricia. More fire, German. How did you do it, brother man? Thanks for raising this topic, bringing up this topic, Sister Patricia. The thing is that Western, the Western people, they want, they want to Westernize us. They want to Westernize Africans. They want to Westernize our beliefs. And cannabis is a danger for the environment. Come on, man. That can't be serious. Cannabis is a danger for the, for, for the environment. I think grandpa is a danger for the environment because cannabis is a tree. It can save the environment. Keep cannabis alive, Mzansi. Greetings, Patricia, and your guests and the listeners. Uh, I heard that tobacco is more dangerous than the weeds. 
So why do we sell um, tobacco and burn the weeds? And as you said, Patricia, you drank it and your asthma was finished. Was you were being cured on asthma? So what were you feeling after drinking it? <laughs> All right, that last question. Uh, like I mentioned, I was a child. I can't even, I can't even remember. But um, uh, one thing I do know that medical uh, cannabis, especially if you make it into a tea, you don't get high. So I don't think I was running around as a toddler high. Um, but Russ, you can hear what uh, South Africans or even A-teamers are currently saying. They are for the growing of cannabis, but obviously in the natural way that will not harm the environment? Of course, man. Uh, we need to look at the best practice in life, the practice that has been practiced in the in the pyramid of Giza, if you have to go and read the hieroglyphics. In fact, as a matter of fact, anyone who has been anointed have been anointed using cannabis must come back to us and be re-anointed. I'm speaking of kings, queens, priests, priestesses, leaders of the world. So this scary story is that cannabis disturbs the environment, will disturb our people also to get a new blessing, a new anointing, a new sanctification that they deserve as communities. Because these are new times where we need to decolonize there's a new time where we need to re-educate, restructure, re-inform ourselves in this time. So we are crying as a community to say, the president here us as cannabis community to say, we need a DAHA truth and reparation commission where all these challenges will be discussed and they will be done and dusted once and for all. On uh, Twitter, we've got Insimbi, um, and uh, Insimbi says, once the land redress issue has been fully addressed, we can and will do anything on our land. So he's speaking about the farming of cannabis. So let's wait until that. That's a debate. The land redress issue is a debate that we cannot even touch right now because we don't know where government stance is. Um, on a lighter note, Morris says, good evening, Patricia. I must say cannabis made me cope with stress of supporting Kaiser Chiefs this past season. I am looking for a bigger space to grow it for private consumption. <laughs> so uh, it's a stress coping mechanism. And uh, remember, A-teamers, you can also weigh in on this conversation on Twitter. We are asking you: Should we encourage the mass farming of cannabis? The answer is purely up to you. Let us know at uh, SFM Radio hashtag SFMLNC, and you can also WhatsApp us on oh six one four one zero four one zero seven. You can SMS on four one three nine one or call on oh one one seven one four four zero four five. Alternatively, oh eight nine one one zero four two seven. Let's go to Atima. Honorable Monday. Good evening. I can't hear you then, Monde. Your line is a bit breaky. Go is 
This Western epistemology of knowledge, right? That the white man, the West, you know, is good in everything. It's hard that we wake up as Africans. Now, Patricia, I'm, I'm not trying to brood, okay? But surely that research, you know, from the Dutch, who themselves are the consumers of cannabis, right? There are pubs there that are open to the public, right? Restaurants open to the public, just like ourselves here, okay? So you can smoke it there freely. Now, get that, get, let's get down to the question. Cannabis, Patricia, there's just no ways that you can damage the planet. No ways, okay? You don't have to be Trump about it, you know, and say climate change, all that nonsense. Now, if it is planted by the people who know what they are doing, right? I'm not saying mass planting for the sake of mass planting. Because truth be told, Patricia, especially here in the Eastern Cape, that can be a job creation to a larger scale, right? In that region, I think that you mentioned before, Emma Bondwood. So, it must be planted by the people who know, people with indigenous knowledge, who've been planted this thing, for as far as I can remember. Secondly, Patricia, one, if you have a moment, you must read a book by Jan Silius. It says, For Whites Only. I read it 10 years ago, because to me, it was meant for whites only. I read it, because I would buy it, right? Now, I'll just pick up one thing there. It says, Africans are the best in planting. We know about plant rotation and all those things. We don't use pesticides. It is the pesticides that can cause climate change, right? Whether you are farming, right, you've got methane gas coming from the cows, the cattle, right, precisely because they are given antibiotics. So in this question, cannabis can be used not only, Patricia, but for, for, not only for government use. You can take oils from cannabis, Right, all that can cure cancer, that can rub you, that can be healing to us. But this year, no longer can we be fooled as Africans. Good evening. A very good evening to you, Ngonde. And um, let me remind our A-teamers that we are speaking to Russ Stephen Tapelo Kuno, who is the Secretary of Marijuana Board of South Africa, Gauteng Province, and he's also the Strategic Communications of uh, Cannabis Development Council of Gauteng Province. And there's a study that came out, and this particular study is um, saying that weed farming or cannabis farming is destroying the planet. We are demystifying this with the knowledge that Russ Stephen is giving us right now. Now, Russ Stephen, you know, um, so the doctor, uh, Silvagio, uh, who's uh, the faculty member of the Institute of uh, Interdisciplinary Marijuana Research, um, was uh, quoted to saying that the industrial farming for cannabis is bad for the environment. The land can't take it anymore. This is what he says, and he concludes his entire study around that, that the land can't take it anymore. But you have given us the various techniques, the indoor techniques um, that could use natural light, the outdoor techniques, and the reasons for it being harmful. 
whereas African ways are not harmful. I'd like you to reiterate on this point because at the end of the day, such studies need to also be counteracted by African knowledge and these studies should be published for the world to know. Yes, uh, exactly. Right. Example. When you you have a, a left out material from your ground, then you take that material, you burn it. Then you mix that ash with water. Right? Then you can spray your your plant as pesticide. They will never be attacked by by, by pests. That that's one beautiful uh, uh, indigenous knowledge that we we used to get from our great grandfathers in protecting uh, our plants. Also, you 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 can use other other plants. Uh, there are plants that repel insects. My God. So you can use that plant. You plant them next to your 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 cannabis. You you can use. Um, your 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 strong plants like your alu alus also protect the plants from from pesticides. So we know all these things, and we know why the interest of 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 the Dutch will say uh, uh, we, 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 it's not good for the world. Yeah, we know because once the Dutch has said it, it means everyone will start to be skeptic, you know. And once everyone is skeptic. South Africa would be a victim, and our lawmakers will create the wrong laws based on wrong researches or ill-informed researches, researches that speaks of uh, uh, the, the, the dangers of, 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 of using electricity. But now they bring the dangers of using electricity in planting a plant. So that's what they are trying to use because naturally we know the dangers of electricity to the electricity itself, how it has been done. It has been made with fossil fuel. So fossil fuel energy is not wise energy. We in South Africa, EMM also, we can also use LED lights, which are, uh, can be, some of them can be operated by solar system. So even without going to the grid, because in our country, we have been allowed to, to produce uh, one, one kilowatt or one megawatt, which is something that uh, cannabis farmers uh, need to be looking at uh, developing their own electricity, uh, which must be coming mainly from solar because South Africa is a solar-friendly country. Uh, to, to, to plant more, we don't need those high-intense lights because we don't need heat. All we need is light. For us, it's photo manipulation. It's not weather manipulation, I like to point. Now, we've got an SMS coming from Antu Babalwa who says, uh, 
and and this is our very own Dr. Fundagama Boza. Um, and uh, she says it's very important to classify the different types of canna, um, for example, hemp CBD and cannabis CBD, unpacking the two types and uh, taking talking about it, its uses will definitely change most people's minds. Could you perhaps, uh, Russ, um, Stephen, take us through the various um, canna? Yeah, first let let me let me thank the the doctor first because every patient needs uh, needs a doctor, and it is doctors like her who have studied biology who need now to make sure that they give balance of their Eurocentric education that must favor uh, indigenous knowledge system. So. Uh, mainly what we are dealing with here, cannabis has uh, more pharmaceutical components that could be derived from uh, from your flavorants to your paint, which are basically the smells. Uh, cannabis has various aromas that could, could just uh, <laughs> blow your, your, your mind and your sensations away. And then you got to your cannabinoids, a lot of studies have been made on cannabinoids, mainly the the CBD that is non-psychoactive and mainly produced by the so-called hemp. Um, I'm using the so-called hemp because there's a lot of science that speaks about that. So that low CBD plant is non-psychoactive. So the big question is, if the police find me smoking hemp, Will it treat me like someone who is smoking THC that is psychoactive? Anyway, that's a tricky question. Then the other one is the THC, tetrahydrocannabinol. Russ Russ Steven, let's take a break and then we'll come back to the THC. This is SAFM Late Night Conversations at 10 minutes to 11. At 11, Zoleka Kotashi comes in with the news update. But after that, it's Closet Conversations. We'll be talking romance with Dr. Tabani Nkwanyana. Right now, we've got Raz Steven Tapelo Konao and we are talking about weed farming or cannabis farming. Join us uh, by sending a WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. We are still talking about cannabis farming and its effects on the planet. It seems that this particular study that we have been looking at or we received is being blown out of the water. Correctly so, because clearly the methods that are being used are not correct. But our A-team guest is Russ Steven Tapelokono, who is giving us a bit of information and understanding as to why the study is not correct. So, Raz, you're explaining to us about uh, HTC. Yeah, I was speaking now of THC, which is the tetrahydrocannabinol. And what is what is good about this tetrahydrocannabinol, like, like any other carbon compound, it can also uh, decompose into a purific acid, which will turn into a tricarbon compound. So when it turns into a tricarbon compound or it ferment, it becomes now THCV. Now when it's THCV, 
it has the same effect such as the CBD. You hear what I'm saying, my sister? We are with you. What does this mean? It means if I have a high THC plant and it ferments, I'm going to have a CBD. Or I'm going to have a CBD effect. You mm-hmm. see? Mm-hmm. So this basically tells you that this cannabis plant as it is, it does not need people to tamper with them. We must use what we call a full spectrum. Use the plant in its totality, not like what the Western science is teaching us. Western science is teaching us to take only part of the plant. You know, when in our African teaching we say, use the plant in its holistic sense. You get what I mean? So that is the difference where we, we, we differ there with, with the Western science in, in as far as THC, CBD, HCV uh, is concerned, CBDN, CBDNV are concerned. Let's go to Anonymous, who is on the line. A-team Anonymous, good evening. Good evening to all my A-teamers on the other side as well. How are you all, Patricia Tuli and your Philip colleagues? We are good, thank you, Anonymous. How are uh, you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for asking. And I just want to ask the doctor there, the first people that came out of the cannabis were the people from Transkai. The Transkaians, I know from my young days, Transkaians used to always plant cannabis and they used to show us in the pictures how the police will go there and raid their, uh, their farms and burn the cannabis, you know, the bushes down because they grow so wild. Right? And, um, and I think it's called, some white people call it uh, some white, uh, what they call it, some, something else, another name for cannabis. Uh, they call it a wild, uh, no, uh, rooibos, some like a rooibos, they call it a wild something, wild something, wild rooibos, I don't know what they call it, there's another name for it as well. Uh, uh, and I just want to know, my neighbors are also planting cannabis since it's got legal. They are leasing the place next door and they're cultivating cannabis, but they're saying they use it for the heart. And they drink it and they're saying they boil it and drink it and it helps for the heart. So I don't know how far it's true, and I don't know, I, and I don't know how far it's true because I don't believe it's for the heart. The reason why I don't believe that because members in my family used to smoke uh, cannabis, and all of them died under the age of fifty. Hmm. You know, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. They all had a heart problem, and they all died under the age of fifty by smoking this cannabis. So therefore, I I, I don't believe that it's. Uh, in favor of the heart. I want to know what symptoms will cannabis give you and is it clinically tested? Yes, that can help us. Thank you very much for those questions, Anonymous. Uh, And uh, Russ, Stephen, uh, please do assist. Wow. Uh, Thanks, Anonymous. Uh, I I did hear what what she's trying to say. Uh, People will die whether, whether they are smoking ganja or they are not smoking ganja. The evidence that we get in terms of science is that currently there has never been death that is directly related to to cannabis. Unless umuntu angawela ikrete kwelinta angodeno wa fagedene ba zoeba. 
But medically speaking, from a consumption point Oh my goodness, no, 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 Raz, wait, you need to translate that into English (laughs) because I'm cracking. So you say unless someone gets a whole crate of uh, cannabis falling on them and they die. Yeah, (laughs) and then it falls on him and then we'll say he died Mm. because of cannabis. But uh, in terms of consumption, smoking, drinking, eating, bathing with it, uh, there's never been recorded any death. Uh, to date, which basically means cannabis is far safer. For example, uh, if his cousin, those who passed before 50, maybe, uh, they were using cannabis, maybe they were mixing it with other things, we don't know. So there's a lot of things that we need to look into to say what caused their death. Uh, I won't believe the fact that <laughs> they died because of they smoke cannabis. I, 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 I will very much disagree with that. But I, I will say, uh, you know, there is this thing that I, I usually teach people that not not to say because cannabis is good for me, it's also good for the next person. Because the biological composition of the next person is not the same as the biological co- composition of this person. Uh, the things I drink and eat might not be the things that those people eat and drink. And that's why I've also realized that some other people, they don't respond well with cannabis. Why? Because cannabis itself can mimic madness. So if it can mimic madness, it it, it basically means uh, it can tap into your uh, 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 madness and you could feel that you are mad, and that's when you could tell people that hey, I smoked weed and I felt mad. Uh, that's your own immune system. It is weak. After some time, you'll have what we call tolerance. Once you have tolerance, you you'll never feel the same like 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 you felt. Second, there are different types of strains of cannabis. Certain strains, when you smoke them, you shake. Certain strains, when you smoke them, you feel well, calm. Certain strains, when you smoke them, you feel high, hyper. So it is very important that uh, people need to be introduced now into various strains. And majority of the strains that makes people to be imbalanced are GMO or genetically modified organisms, which seeds that have been made genetically. So... They have, for example, if someone cross cannabis with heroin, <laughs> you get what I mean? It's a different cross. Uh, we, are, we are not going to expect that person to, to, to naturally behave like someone who is only on, on cannabis because it's on both cannabis and now, so, Russ Steven, Russ Steven, because of time, I'm going to have to cut you, but I'd love to have another conversation with you where we speak the various strains of cannabis, but also the healing properties and how to get those healing properties from organic um, cannabis. So please do avail yourself in the near future. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you very much to the producer, to the sound man, to the men that we don't talk about when we talk about the show. The man who has made it behind, the cleaner there, big up yourself, enjoy this Heritage Month. Remember, Africa for Africans, those at home and those abroad. Sailor. 
Excellent. And uh, let me go to the Twitter poll. 78.3% say yes, we should be encouraging mass uh, farming of cannabis, while uh, 21.7% say no. It's time for the news with Zalega Kodashia. Hi, Zalega.